On this episode of the Hustle the Day podcast, I have Mauricio Barahona. Mauricio is a longtime fan of the show and often gives us shout outs on his own podcast, the Graceful Grizzly podcast. Join us as we also talk about how he is helping rise up the now generation as a youth pastor. Super excited for this one. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent, and I am super honored to have Mauricio Barahana with me here today. Mauricio has basically been an Instagram friend for a little bit. I don't want to do too much of the introduction here. So, Mauricio, why don't you jump in and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, Trent. Thanks. Um, yeah, so like like you just mentioned, we, we kind of... Uh, I Instagram stalked him. I'll just throw that out there right now. Okay. I was stalking his page. Um, I love the name hustle energy. That was kind of the, the drawing for me. Um, and I think, I think we just, you know, as we started talking and, and, uh, DMing, I think that we found like a little bit of, uh, of a cool, like a uh, kindred thing going on. We're like, yeah, let's, let's talk about hustle. Let's talk about this. So, um, thank you so much, Trent, for having me on your podcast. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, a little bit about me. I do. Um, I am a youth director for a church uh, down here in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and so I deal with youth mentorship, developing youth, um, dealing with high school, middle school students. Some people say I'm crazy, but that's why we do it. You know, we want to make sure we're raising up the the next generation. Um, I also do a podcast, which is uh, one of my main things. It's called the graceful grizzly podcast. And, um, we deal with a lot of, uh, mental health issues from all around, all across the board. We deal with it with comedy. We like to laugh it out. We like to talk about, uh, current events and kind of poke fun at things and, and bring positive feedback and positive comments into the world. Cause I feel like the world right now is just in a weird state where everything's negative. And so we like to bring in inspirational stuff. So that's kind of what I do, uh, Trent. And, um, you know, I think you know that. And for all your listeners, I'm just super excited to be here. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, so, yeah, we did. I think when we first started DMing, it was about you wanting to start a podcast. And uh, yep. so now you've got that going and you guys have done a phenomenal job. And I had to have you on for for a multitude of reasons. But uh, one of which is you guys just keep giving shout outs to, to uh, the Hustle of the Day podcast and Hustle Energy and whatnot on your podcast. Yeah. So I really appreciate that. It's like, well, I've got to reciprocate uh, somehow. So Well, that's our, that's our love language. It's free. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, we try to give away as much as we can uh, feasibly on the podcast. I think shout outs, um, you know, we do stickers, we do, uh, you know, different things. We'll take in questions from listeners. I think that that's kind of the secret sauce that what we're doing right now is kind of engaging. So I'm glad it kind of resonated with you after yes. so many shout outs. You're like, all right, let me get this guy on here. You know? <laughs> well, the, honestly, the plan was to have you on uh, before all yeah. the shout outs, but uh, make sure to check out your podcast, Graceful Grizzly. Um, it's, yeah. it's something I've told you a couple of times, but it's like the only podcast I listen to for entertainment. Like usually I'm, mean, there's lots mm -hmm. of great, uh, information on the podcast as well. It's not just purely entertainment. There's lots of great nuggets in there. However, it's most of the podcasts I listen to are 
strictly, okay, I'm going to try and better myself. This one is right. I can better myself, but then it's also fun at the same time. So, yes. uh, so yes. I, I really appreciate that because you're, you're the only one that's broke through that. Okay. I'm only here to, to get only here for one purpose. It's, well, I can have fun with it too. So I, I appreciate Yeah, Cause you the, need a break. You know, yeah. I listen to, you know, I listen to, um, a lot of leadership podcasts, you know, mm-hmm. um, one of the big guys I listen to Carrie Newhoff. He's amazing when it comes to leadership. Um, you know, different, different leadership business podcasts, you know, Gary Vee, he's out there. Um, I'll listen to him a little bit. And I think a lot of it, like I will listen and then I'll be like, all right, good. So I know what to do. I've got the, the systems in place. And then I kind of just need a break. I need to go watch something or do something to kind of relax my brain a little bit. And I guess, uh, from what I've seen, a lot of people resonate with the podcast because they say, okay, well, this is kind of like after you have your big meal, you kind of want a little bit of coffee afterward. Yeah. And so that's kind of what our podcast is a little bit of coffee after the whole, you know, big thing. So man, I, I just appreciate it, man. I, thank you for listening. You know, that that's, that's huge for us. So, yeah. So how is it that uh, you decided to start this podcast? So we were, um, me and my co-host Tyler, um, and Tyler, he, you know, I just want to give him a little bit of honor because he does so much behind the scenes. Um, he built our entire website. He figured out how to get us on multiple platforms. Um, we're one of the first podcasts. Once Pandora started doing, um, their podcast, we really wanted to jump on there. So he was instrumental in a lot of that stuff. Um, and he actually lives in the same apartment complex as me. So he's, oh, he's actually like easy. two floors under me right now. Yeah. He's, he's here. <laughs> we're just quarantined away from each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're, like, we're like stay at home. Um, but yeah, so he does a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and he, he's really just amazing. And he's, you know, my co-host on the show, he does, so much. Um, so me and him kind of sat down and we said, well, I feel like there's just a, there's a culture shift when it comes to what certain young men and young women, everybody, they kind of are, you know, especially my age. I mean, I'm, I'll be 30 this year. So that's kind of, you know, relatively young. Um, and so I thought, okay, well, what are we doing now to help everybody as a whole when it comes to just giving them a little bit of encouragement. Um, there's so much content online. There's so much, you know, Hey, do this, do that. Um, you know, five steps to drop shipping, you know, five Mm -hmm. steps to this, five steps to that, um, entrepreneurship, which I absolutely love and I have a passion for. Um, but I believe that there's a space for people to just feel encouraged, uh, just to feel like, okay, I can do this. Um, you know, there's a quote that says behind every great man, there's, there's a woman, you know, my wife is that to me. She encourages me. She's, she's that kind of point person for me. So, um, I realized, you know what, Tyler, like, I think we should do a podcast that is one clean, you know, as far as cursing, as far as all this stuff, that was one of our major things. We wanted just the, something you can listen to with your family, with your 12 year old, with your, you know, if you're an adult, when you're 50, all that stuff. We wanted a universal podcast and we wanted something that was going to every nook and cranny is listen, guys, we believe in you. We want you to succeed. We want you whatever medium. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete. We've got guys that follow our page that are Olympic wrestlers and we've got workout junkies, 
uh, Flex Comics is another business that kind of follows us and they're awesome. They're so cool. And we want to have them on our podcast. But we kind of just said, okay, we're going to get every sphere of life. And what's the one thing that everybody can enjoy? Everybody enjoys, hey, good job, man. That was good. Everybody enjoys that, no matter who you are. And I think every business person, every entrepreneur, at the end of the day, they do need some kind of a little bit of validation and say, hey, good job, man. Keep doing it. And that's why, you know, you'll see we we DM people all the time. Hey, you're doing awesome. Um, So I think that that was where it kind of birthed. We wanted to give an encouragement to people um, because that's our nature. So it was really just an example of who me and Tyler are. So, Yeah, that's very cool. It definitely shines through that you guys are very encouraging. You're very uh, Mm -hmm. positive and uplifting and like even your news sections are, I mean, they're hilarious. They're like all, all the things you guys do on there. It's, it's good to have the breath of fresh air. So yes, um, rather than, you know, drill down, go do this, you know, this is, um, there's, there's a lot of, uh, you know, in your face attitude right now. And this is more of a soft spoken hey, you got this kind of thing. And so that's awesome. Uh, So uh, I know we've got uh, got two avenues that I want to talk about, but at least in regards to the podcast, what would you say has been your biggest failure from it and what did you learn from it? Yeah, I think think personally my biggest failure as far as like, okay, if I'm going to start this encouraging thing, am I being encouraging? Um, You know, whatever medium you're doing, whatever content you're producing online has to be a reflection of you at the end of the day. Um, Because most things that are ingenuine and things that kind of come out into the the world, people will see instantly if you are following that. Uh, One thing I like about your about your uh, your page is that you know you post about hey I've got this flavor it tastes really good like you're actively doing what your name entails um, and that it's authentic and I think that that's what the world is looking for um, and so for me my biggest thing was like okay I need to make sure one I've got to make sure my mental health my my encouraging spirit is up there and so um, once that was kind of out of the way once I figured that out you know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Um, you know, for men, women, children, everybody should go at least once. It's amazing. Uh, it really does wonders. And um, Tyler as well, he's a big person. So once we figured that part out, once we regulated ourselves and say, okay, one way that it, we're really going to fail is if we don't make sure that we are that example. Um, one big thing was, okay, well, who's going to be our audience? And so we failed multiple times trying to hit with people that just were not interested in what we were kind of presenting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, our listenership um, is down right now because we, we realized our audience is not waiting on, on the Spotify app for our, <laughs> our podcast. Um, they're actually most podcasts, which I found out recently get their listenership six days after the podcast comes out, almost up to two weeks after your podcast comes out, people say, Oh, let me listen to that. So I think our biggest thing was like, okay, who are we going to target? And we targeted the wrong people. We were targeting, you know, um, different demographics. And we're like, okay, it's really going to hit with these people. And it really didn't. And so I think the biggest thing for us was finding out who is going to listen and what kind of 
content we're producing, a lot of the Baby Yoda memes, those came out of nowhere. All right, <laughs> we 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 both love the Mandalorian. We both loved all that, and say, okay, well, what if we get Baby Yoda to, you know, uh, like our podcast? What if he's an advocate of it? And so people attached their love for Star Wars to us. Mm-hmm. And um, we were able to kind of ride that way for a little bit. Now it's Tiger King, you know, <laughs> now it's, uh, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, I know. So you got to kind of ride the wave and see what's going on, what people are attaching to so that you can kind of produce content that's both promoting and encouraging. So yeah, mm-hmm. our biggest failure, man, not, not, not putting enough and not investing into finding the right audience for our podcast. And once we did that, it kind of flipped. Um, and everybody was like, Oh, this is, this is who your people are. And so it's kind of a, it's kind of a big thing to find that out. Yeah. We actually talked a little bit before we started recording about, you know, how I kind of went through the same thing. I've, I've found what content resonates with people is completely the opposite of the content that I thought would resonate with people. Yes. And so, uh, I totally understand where you're coming from on that. Um, Mm -hmm. But what was what was a challenge that you probably never really expected to come across while doing this? Um, I think I think accepting feedback on putting something so vulnerable out there. Yeah. Um, when you get those DMs that say, "Hey, I love your podcast. It's encouraging. It's doing this. It's doing that." I think that's great. Um, but you, I don't feel like you grow enough from that. I feel like it's, you know, it's great. And we, we're definitely working in a space of encouragement, but when somebody says, Hey, um, this part I think is too long or this part is, um, you know, Hey, change the way you say this, or, you know, um, we're a, you know, we talk about our faith all the time on the podcast. Um, but we're not a technically Christian podcast. We're more of a, you know, comedic, you know, hey, let breath of fresh air encouragement, because that's what we do even at, in our religious space. We encourage each other even at church. So uh, the biggest challenge was really and finding that balance of accepting feedback and saying, okay, I know where you're getting at. Thank you for your input and letting it kind of brush off a little bit. Um, that was challenging because I'm, you know, my personality type, I want to please the world. I want to make sure everybody's okay. And challenging that perspective and not changing who we are based on the opinions of one or two people was very difficult. So uh, we're working through that. We're, we're making sure and we're accepting feedback, um, you know, but we're also making sure that we stay true to who we are. So that's a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I've been myself kind of a people pleaser most of my life. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's hard to accept the criticism. But lately, that's, that's been something I've been more open to and really appreciate when people can say, Hey, look, you're, you're messing up here, do something different. And it's like, oh, Okay, appreciate that. Good. <laughs> Yeah, it's how you grow, man. Resistance, tension. You know, yep. it's how muscles grow. It stinks, but that's the way it works. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Uh, but you kind of uh, mentioned, um, you know, within your faith too, and I want to touch on that too. So you're a youth yeah. pastor, uh, mm-hmm. and I think that's awesome. Whether you take the religious aspect of it or not, uh, the fact that you are helping the youth of the next generation uh, become a better person is 
absolutely needed right now. Uh, we talked yeah. a little bit before we started recording, you know, the youth uh, turn to social media as their, mm-hmm. as their guiding light, which is just the complete opposite of what they should be doing. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got into that mentorship uh, um, and how you kind of found your way into this? Yeah. So, um, you know, 17, I started going to church. Um, you know, I'm, I'm originally from Miami, Florida, and we really down there, it's a lot of party life. It's a lot of, you know, Hey, go out and do whatever you want to do. Um, my avenue towards faith is really just by accident. I, I was not looking for church. Um, I was actually looking for community service hours. And so one of the guys, uh, passed by the house was really good friends with my grandma and said, Hey, there's some community service hours at, at the church. And I said, all right, well, let me, let me check it out. You know, and I was, you know, in football, big, tough guy, didn't really, you know, want to go and, and hang out at a church, but I needed these hours to graduate down in Florida. That's how they do it. So I need at least 30 hours and I showed up one day to a youth service and primarily high school, middle school. Um, and I was 17. So I'm there. And I'm just like, okay, I'm nodding my head. I'm kind of agreeing. Um, and then as I grew in that and as I kept going, I think there was a huge shift in my mindset that said, hey, um, this means something. You know, this means something to you and it means something to people around you. And from there, I said, all right, well, you know, what do I really feel called to do in this world? Because I think the identity for the younger generation is huge. Um, and so, once that shifted and said, okay, well, you're going to be, you know, you're going to be somebody that's going to speak to people. Um, cause I do a lot of public speaking. I do a lot of, you know, obviously the podcast we're talking, um, you know, and so God used that gift in me to say, Hey, you're going to use this to speak to people and you're going to speak life into people. And so because of that, I think it shifted into, okay, well, what's your, you know, what are you going to specify? And I realized as I got older, you know, 20, 20 something, you know, and now I'm going to be 30. Um, I really found kind of my, my drive in students because they are going to pick up where we left off. Um, a lot of people say, well, they're the next generation. I like to think that they're the now generation. Um, because if you think about this, we kind of grew up in an age of consumerism. So we, we're all consumers. We use a product, we consume it. We're like, cool, it's good. Gen Z and, and uh, you know, younger millennials, they're consumers, but also publishers. Anything that they consume, they want to post about it. They want to go to social media. They want to talk about it and say, hey, this is the most amazing thing. Check it out. If they like your picture, they're technically publishing that they like it, that they're telling other people they like it. So we actually are in a shift right now with, with students. They are the most influential generation because they are able to influence others and so if their influence good or bad um it's going to be out there so for our goal right now is to kind of steer that passion and direction into good things not you know hey let me post the stacks of cash and the gold chains all that's great but at the end of the day it is superficial and what happens when you lose that cash when you lose the chains when you you know, who are you at the end of the day? And so that's kind of our driving force with youth ministry. Yeah, that's very cool. I, I appreciate that you're doing that um, and really helping be a guiding force for them. 
because obviously as you grow up and get a little more wisdom, um, it's, mm-hmm. it's easier to tell looking back, you know, what, what it is, uh, who you really are, you know, uh, we're, yeah. we're both, um, fathers. And so it's, it's easy for us to, you know, fall back onto deep down we're family guys. And so, um, uh, yeah. it's, that is more important than money or chains or cars <laughs> or anything like that, honestly, at the end of yeah. the day. But when you're in that, in that moment, it's like, that's, that's what it is. I've been there. So I, I can definitely, yep. uh, <laughs> I can definitely relate to it. Um, so how is it that you, that you use your youth pastorship to raise up the next, raise up the now generation as you call it? Yeah. So they, um, you know, obviously you've got to relate. Um, they care. They, so strategies as far as reaching young people, I think that that's kind of an interesting thing too. Um, they're going to care about three things primarily. Um, that's going to be authenticity. So you have to be authentic with students. They're, they're not going to just let you have everything. You know, you can't just walk in there and be like, Hey, I'm the cool 30 year old, you know, <laughs> you got to be authentic. Um, they're not ageist. So the new generation now you think, okay, well, I've got to kind of relate in a, you know, I've got to wear cool clothes and I got, not really, they, they don't care about that. They care more about, um, you being authentic. So they're going to care about authenticity, um, hundred percent. So when I, you know, engage with students, when I go to schools or I, I talk to the, you know, kids in my own group, um, I say, okay, guys, you know, let, let's talk, let's do 10 second stories. Let's say, how, how was your day? And they go on for, 10 seconds and try to put their whole day in one 10 second thing. And that kind of gives me an idea of who they are, what they find important, what they'll put in the front of the story as opposed to what they'll put in the back um, and kind of gauges me what they value. And with that, I'm able to just relate to them and say, well, you know, how was that video game or how was that, you know? And I think that's a huge thing. Uh, They care about engagement. So if we're not engaging with them, think about social media. We, we, we try to engage with everything. Engagement is, and that's because the driving force behind that algorithm is engagement uh, because it's built on what students, middle school, high school, what they're doing on Instagram is driving the algorithm because there's so many of them on there. So if they value engagement, that means that everybody should value engagement. So I try to engage with them as much as possible. I will, you know, we'll set up like a group chat and I'll just facilitate it and just have a place where they can just text each other and, and go nuts and, and do whatever. So that's a huge thing. Um, so you got engagement, you got authenticity. And I think the last thing that I really is, is a huge tool for me is community, building a community. You see a lot of that with our podcast too. We call it the Grizzly fam. It's just a bunch of people that listen to the podcast and get to build it with us. Um, and so community is built on hard work. It's built on people saying, okay, I want to do this. And it's the same with students. They want to feel involved. They want to feel like they're part of the community. Um, and I think that's with any of us. My, the, the fondest memories I have of when I was doing, uh, when I was in youth group was working, um, because that's my personality. I'm a Enneagram three ENFP, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and my, my love language is working hard and getting something done and feeling 
the achievement of it. And I feel like a lot of people resonate with that because they say, oh man, like we, we built this thing, you know, look at it. And, and it's why people love buildings and ribbon cuttings and all this stuff because inherently we like building. So yeah, that, that's kind of, those are the three things that I use to engage with students and it's worked, you know, kids are really resonating with that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, with your podcast, you involve that community because you do give shout outs to different people each, each week mm-hmm. and or each episode. And uh, even if they're not, you know, a Patreon subscriber or anything, you know, you'll still yeah. involve the family, the Grizzly fam, you know? And so uh, <laughs> that that's great that you, that you uh, live that on both sides, you know, and that's, that's very cool. So you're, you're trying to be influential to the youth. Who was, who would you say has been most influential on who you've become today? Yeah. So, um, I grew up in a big family. Um, I have, uh, you know, I had growing up, it was me, my two sisters, uh, my mom, my aunt, my grandma, um, and my two cousins, we all lived in, in one house and we were very close knit. You know, every Saturday morning there was cooking, there was something going on. You know, you could smell it. You'd wake up to that smell. Food, food's crazy important to me. Uh, one person that kind of was the glue and the person that really taught me how to work and and be a leader was my grandma. She was huge um, in my life to kind of push me to the place where I got to, okay, well, I'm not just going to accept things as they are. Um, because she was like that. She, you know, she had a restaurant for a long time. She cooked for people. Um, and that was her love language. And I feel like she, her happiest moments were after the the rush, you know, of people eating, just sitting around talking and complimenting the food and um, doing all that. So I think she was a huge uh, influence on me because she taught me that as long as you're striving to be better than what you are, you're always going to have a place. And so I never, I've never been unemployed for more than a day, um, which is crazy. Um, and that's, that's not a brag, but it's almost like a, I'm going to seek work out. I'm going to try to push. And I think a lot of our cultures like that. We like to work hard. We like to, you know, build things. We like to be around people. So she was a huge, um, influence on me as well as men in my life. Um, because I didn't have a dad growing up men in my life that kind of said, Hey, I'll teach you how to do this so that you can succeed. Um, and those kind of mentors, and we talked about mentorship on our podcast a little bit. Uh, mentorship is you voluntarily saying, here, take this, um, because I'm not going to be here forever. And having those guys in my life that were like, hey, take this, you know, it's, it's going to be important to you later on. That was huge because I was able to take uh, different leadership skills, different things like that, and say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to have this attitude going into my job. I'm going to show up early. I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to, you know, um, one of the big lessons I learned from one of my mentors, which was hilarious. Um, I had applied actually at Starbucks and, uh, we all love Starbucks <laughs> and I wanted to work there. Um, cause I thought it was the coolest place ever. And they said, well, we don't have hours right now. And so, I said, all right, you know, so I took that, you know, kind of tail between my legs and said, all right, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to apply anymore. And, uh, he said, he said to me, uh, one of my mentors, uh, his name was pastor Jeff. And he said, all right, well you go tell them that you'll work so hard that you'll make hours because people will be in there so busy 
that you're going to work that hard to sell coffee. And um, I took that and I went up to the manager. I said, listen, I know there's not hours now, but I'll work so hard <laughs> that I will make hours for you. And uh, he gave me the job and wow. I worked there for three years, became a supervisor. Um, you know, so it's just those little things that you get from influential people that stick with you. And, and <laughs> you don't know how, how crazy they'll work out until you use them, you know, so. Yeah. Absolutely. I love the initiative. I love that, uh, you know, he, he told you to, to take that opportunity rather than wait for the opportunity. Yes. Um, that's, that's huge in entrepreneurship. That's huge in just advancing your life in general. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll speak from a, a secondhand experience. I've got a friend, a great friend who uh, worked at Starbucks kind of as an in-between career changes, worked there for a few years, kind of similar situation, worked up to be a supervisor and, uh, man, it is a difficult job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, I've, I've heard some very interesting stories of it's chaotic. Um, it's chaotic. The, there's, there's stuff flying everywhere. Right. Having to memorize every, every, different drink option and people are so particular about everything and <laughs> you're bringing me ptsd flashbacks man <laughs> well, i apologize <laughs> oh no i can't ice triple venti non-fat i can't i can't <laughs> yeah oh, so i think that that kind of leads into really well of um, you know, how you personally define the word hustle, because we talked a little bit off, off there before we started recording rather of, you know, you've got a full-time job, you've got a part-time job, you've got your podcast. Um, uh, yeah. you, you went out and took the initiative of getting that job at Starbucks. H how do you personally define the word hustle? So this is kind of a different take on hustle. Um, because I, I love the word and I think that it, whenever, so a couple things, one hustle to me always is my old football coach um, telling me to run faster. <laughs> so whenever <laughs> I think of hustle, I, he's always yelling in the back. He's, you know, a big burly guy with a clipboard saying hustle, Barahona hustle. Um, but I think hustle to me is the privilege. Um, there's a lot of people right now that they, they can't hustle because they feel trapped. They feel in a situation where, oh my gosh, I can't do it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that, or, you know, whatever. I think for me, hustling is the privilege to want better. And so that kind of defines my life as well, to want something better than what you have right now, not to settle for what you current, the current state of affairs. Um, and if you, if you look at, if you look at it for me, if I say, okay, I've got to hustle on this, I've got to run a little faster because I want to be a little faster because I want to be a little better than I was yesterday. Um, and to me, that is a privilege. There's no greater privilege than the desire to excel is what I tell a lot of people. If you have that desire in you to excel and be a little better, man, there's nothing greater than that because you are in a position right now as a person to do amazing things. And if you can't really look at it and say, okay, well, I've only got this yeah, but you've got more than what some people have. So do a little bit more with what you have. Um, and so to me, hustle is, is a privilege, man. The fact that I get to wake up in the morning, hustle a little bit, say, okay, I'm going to 
do this and do that, man. I, I love that. And I think that's what kind of pushed me to, you know, hit that blue button on your, on your Instagram and say, Hey, I'm going to follow <laughs> this guy. Cause I need a little bit of that energy sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, man, hustle to me. It's a privilege. You, you, it's, it's the best thing that you can have. So yeah, absolutely. I love that definition. And that's something that, you know, I never really get the same answer uh, from anyone. So I really appreciate your perspective on that. Um, one thing it brought up, though, brought up to my mind is uh, if you're familiar with Ed Milet, his his whole thing mm-hmm. is blissful dissatisfaction. You got to yes. be you've got to be content with where you are, but never satisfied. You always want to be getting better, but you've got to be yeah. grateful at the same time that you are where you are. And I think the perspective for a lot of people has changed over the last few weeks as we're all under quarantine right now for Mm -hmm. uh, the coronavirus. And it's, it gives a lot, it presents a lot of opportunities that if you do have that desire to excel, now's really the time to do it. Like you've, you're presented with that opportunity and all the times you thought you were trapped because you were stuck at the office or, uh, you know, you had certain hours that you had to meet. Well, now's the time. So now's the time to yeah, hustle I for use, sure. <laughs> it's a huge reset, I think, that people needed. Um, mm-hmm. I think that we we kind of drove ourselves to this point, not saying the virus is, you know, the virus is the virus and that's the current uh, condition right now. But I think that um, I'm a big, big believer in that all things happen for something. You know, it's not just, hey, this is what it is because of whatever. I, I truly believe that this is going to be a good reset for people um, to start hustling or to take a break and say, okay, mm-hmm. I, I've, I've worked to death and there's, I'm, I'm paddling towards a direction that maybe isn't right. And now that I have this reset, okay, what, where am I supposed to be going? Um, yeah. And so I think that's going to be huge for people to say, okay, well, let me take a pause on this. I've been working so hard. I've been trying to do this. Okay, well, what do I need to put my energy towards? Um, and that's huge, you know. So this is providing that. So I'm, I'm, I'm personally thankful for that because I get to uh, look at that and say, okay, no, let's let's look at this from a different perspective, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's, it's definitely provided me more opportunity to be around my kids more, which has been awesome. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm grateful for that aspect of it um even though you know at the same time you can still uh, lay into the throttle right now but uh <laughs> which direction are you headed so there you go yeah, yeah. that's the use <laughs> thing yeah. you know this has been a pause this has been a, a good opportunity mm-hmm. for you um to help refocus thing what is it that excites you about the future um so one thing I'm, I'm a nerd about, and this is, you know, I love having a pulse on like what the world is doing. So mm-hmm. I spend way too much time on my phone and I, I really shouldn't. Um, but one thing I'm really excited, I know, I know, I gotta know, I gotta know what's going on. Um, it also, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird dynamic with my brain because I'm constantly needing to, um, do something. So I've got several plates spinning and that to me is, is peace for some reason. Um, but my, one thing I'm really excited about is the shift in, into the digital age, into, um, 
how can I use, um, because now we're able to, our sphere of influence can be 10 times as big as it could be in the 90s, um, even in the early 2000s. Um, I think we all remember AOL uh, dial up, you know, like that. Yeah. You know, you get that disc in the mail and oh, it's yeah. like, here's 2000 hours, you know, we all remember that age of the internet, which was not okay. Um, but this age, <laughs> I think that you're able to, um, go further and push your, your cause even further because the internet is going to be like this uncharted water. Um, I'm excited for the people that are going to take this and really change the world. And I'm talking about, you know, my students, I'm talking about my, you know, kids that are, okay, I need to take this and, and go um, and move mountains because these people need a well in Africa or these people need medical attention. Um, I'm excited to see how the digital world is going to relate to that and how we're going to use that and leverage that so that we can change the world um, in, a, in a more broad space. Because I think when we all say, okay, well, I want to change the world, that's that 10 years ago or 20 years ago, that was such a vague statement. Right. Um, and you thought that you needed power and money and all this to do it. Now all you need is a really decent camera and you're able to inspire people and um, use that inspiration and use that influence to change um, different parts of the world. So it's really starting to funnel down into, okay, this is how this one person can do it. And so I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see um, the right people use their influence for good. Um, and be a collective and, and be able to do that. And I think that it's going to be great. And I'm excited to be a small part of it. So that's what I'm excited about. Fantastic. Yeah, I love I love that because, I mean, you really can change the world with just your cell phone now. I mean, the yep. playing field has leveled significantly uh, compared mm -hmm. to, you know, the age where we grew up. And, and so um, yeah. it's it's awesome that that is that opportunity presents itself as long as like you said you use it the right way the right people use it the right way because it can be used the complete opposite way and yep. it often it. is <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we've seen it and it's it's not a it's not a good thing so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i've i've had the I've had uh, involvement with uh, some youth that are big into conspiracy theories and they, they love to love to use their, their phone to uh, further that knowledge uh, or lack thereof. But uh, I'm telling you, those, they listen to Eddie Bravo and Joe Rogan and you yeah, know, which I love. I love, listen, I love a good, a good podcast. Um, I love Neil deGrasse Tyson too. He's, he's an amazing scientist. I love listening to those. Um, but there is a point where I'm like, okay, I've got to back away from the ledge coronavirus. It's out there, but it's also not a government conspiracy or is it, I mean, who knows, you know, at this point, <laughs> I'm just saying like, I've got to back away from the ledge myself sometimes and be like, okay, right. let's, and I tell my students, I'm like, listen, you know, 90% of what's out there is, um, somebody's deep rooted belief and opinion. Um, and the 10% really you have to hold on to and say, okay, this is, this is facts, you know? And so it's tough. It's tough. There's no, there's no, uh, good news doesn't really make the headlines. And that's why right. media is such a hard thing right now. So I gotta, I gotta stick on the positive. That's why we really don't talk about uh, politics on our podcast at all. Cause we're yeah. just like, why? 
there's so many voices out there doing it. Um, better voices, smarter voices than me and Tyler. Um, you know, so there's just topics we won't talk about because we don't feel the need to. Um, and I think that's wise because we're, we're not the firm most experts, you know, <laughs> so, you know, those are the things that we, we say, okay, we're not going to do because that's not our lane and that's not our avenue. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to, I want to say thank you for taking time out of your day uh, to talk with me. And uh, you know, I, I appreciate all that you've done for me and the podcast and, you know, all the shout outs you guys have given and, uh, I'll send my best to Tyler as well. And yeah, man. I'm, I, again, I'm grateful for this opportunity. Where, where can people find uh, more information about you and your podcast? Yeah. So, I mean, our brand right now is graceful grizzly. Um, we are going to hopefully uh, launch into not just the podcast, but we'll have uh, merch out there soon, but right now it's just gracefulgrizzly.com. Uh, you're able to reach us there. Um, and graceful grizzly podcast on Instagram. Uh, we have a Twitter that's Graceful Grizz, and I'm pretty sure that's all. We, we've got a Facebook page as well. We don't do too much on there, but um, yeah, really Spotify, iTunes, every, just type in Graceful Grizzly and we'll pop up. And it's really just so you guys can have a little bit of encouragement um, above all the noise. And um, man, I just want to thank you, man. You, you got me on here, like you said you would <laughs> eventually. <laughs> and so, man, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful and honored. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, anybody who's listening, I know you got value out of this because I got a value out of it. So I encourage you to get out there and hustle today. Hey, thanks for listening to the Hustle the Day podcast all the way through. I really appreciate that. I just want to let you know that I help small businesses with their online strategy. So if you or anyone that you know needs help with their online strategy and owns a small business, I'm your guy. Go ahead and connect with me at Trent V. Bray on Instagram or TrentVBray.com.